Welcome to Come Magnify the Lord with Me podcast hosted by Becky Dameron. Becky was saved at a young age and reared in a Christian home. At an early age, she sought for a special relationship, Jesus Christ. As her love for Jesus grew, so did her love for His Word. Becky has enjoyed leading ladies' Bible studies, speaking at ladies' conferences, and sharing the gospel with anyone willing to listen. We hope you have your Bible and are ready to dive into studying God's amazing book. Oh, today is an exciting day. We get to get into genealogies. I'm sure you guys are thrilled about that. Now, first, before we start talking about the genealogies, we have to understand why they're in the Bible. So we don't have all the genealogies of mankind listed in the Bible, and there's a reason for it, because... The only reason we have certain ones listed in there is because they're leading to Christ. So before the flood, we had Adam leading to Noah. So there was no need to follow all the different sons of Adam. We just needed to lead up to Noah. After Noah, we just need to see Noah leading up to Abraham. So we don't need to list out all the sons of Noah. Then after Abraham, we have Abraham leading to David because we know Christ is in the lineage of David, not Saul. So Saul, there's no reason to go through a lot of Saul's heritage. So we have Abraham leading to David. Then David, after we have that lineage leading to Christ. Now, there are other names listed, and there are little trails that we go down as we study the Bible. But the reason for these is just an explanation in relation to the nation of Israel. It's not because the other groups were not as as important or anything. No, the point of the Bible is leading up to Christ, and that's what the point of the genealogies are. So if it leads down another trail, it's just because there's a reason in relation to something that's going to be explained later. Have you ever noticed after the beginning genealogies in the New Testament that leads up to Christ, there's no genealogies after that? Why? There's no reason for them. There's no reason to show why this person had this person. Oh, 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 this is so important. No, no. The point for the genealogies is leading up to Christ. And that's the whole reason we have them. So there's not one for Peter. Oh, Peter's descendants. We need to know his descendants. No, we don't need to worry about Peter's descendants. All we needed to do is get to the pinnacle of the whole story of the earth, and that is Christ coming. Of course, we have a bigger pinnacle than that when Christ comes again. But there's no genealogy. I can't say it. Sorry. Genealogy needed for that. All we need to know is have we accepted him as our savior? That's how we get into God's family now. It's not, there's no birth issue or importance in any way. So there's no reason for genealogies after that. Of course, in the Old Testament, it wasn't that you were born into a family that could be saved and other ones couldn't be saved. Anybody could be a follower of God and, and trust him and have faith, anybody. And we're going to see that as we go through stories. We have Ruth, who was not part of the nation of Israel and others that were not part of the nation of Israel. So it's not by birth that you 
are a Christian or or privileged. Or we are very blessed by our parents and who, who raised us. But heaven is gained only by trusting in Jesus Christ. So back to these genealogies. Here we go, diving in. Genesis 9:28 says, And Noah lived after the flood 350 years, and all the days of Noah were 950 years, and he died. Remember, we talked about that, and he died. All those genealogies end with, and he died, except when we end the genealogy line, and that's with Jesus Christ. Oh, it, it ends with, and he died, but it doesn't end there. It says, and he died, and he rose again the third day, and he lives forevermore. He lives today. There's no reason for another genealogy after him, because he lives and lives forevermore, and anybody who trusts in him will live forevermore as well. So let's talk about Noah as far as ages, and let's think through something. So Noah is 950 when he died. So that means when we study out the years that he lived almost to the age of when Abraham's born. We know his son Shem lived for 75 years of Abraham's life. So we have Shem alive while Abraham is alive for 75 years. We talked about this before. Adam was alive for about 100 years during Noah's father's life. So Adam was not alive with Noah, but he was alive with his father. So Adam could pass on firsthand knowledge there. And here, Shem was on the ark. So he's been, he's on the ark and he's went through this horrible deluge and he's alive now and he's alive at the same time as Abraham is. What's my point? People knew what God wanted and commanded them to do. It wasn't like, oh, they aren't sure. We're not, we're not sure what God wants anymore. We're going to see men just go start doing their own things right away. But it wasn't because they didn't know. We're going to get to the story of Nimrod, and it's, it's crazy what he built and the, the wicked religion that he built. But it's not because he didn't know better. And we know better now today, too. Think about this. You think, now how in the world are these people going away from God? Well, how in the world are people going away from God now? We have a whole Bible, access to every word of God that he thinks that we need. And yet people go away from God. It's very sad, but it's so true. All right, let's jump in. We, verse 1 of chapter 10 says, Now these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And unto them were sons born after the flood. First of all, we see the word generations. Now these are the generations. The idea is these are the descendants of the sons of Noah. Now these sons that are listed are Shem, Ham, and Japheth. I do believe that Noah probably had more children than just those three. I don't know that, but it sure seems like God told him to replenish the earth too. But what's the point? We're just following these three because that's who God uses to show this uh, 
spreading out of the nations. In fact, sometimes people call this chapter, Genesis 10, they call it the table of nations because there's so many nations' history listed in here. And so that's why it's pointed out. Are all the names going to be listed of all the sons? No, it's going to be just the ones that are necessary to point out where we get what happens in the Bible. Our Bible stories include certain areas, and that's what is pointed out. Not every single descendant and where they went and all over, overspreading the whole earth. So then we see they were born after the flood. So I believe God closed the wombs of the women until after the flood happened. I do not believe that they had any children before. I read something that said, oh, they could have had kids before, but I guess they perished in the flood. How foolish is that? That's that's just foolishness. Uh, they, they didn't have children before the flood, and they perished. God protected Noah's family. He brought them all in, and so we know they did not have children before the flood. But after the flood here, they're born. There was no children born on the ark, so if you see something where there's a child born on the ark, nope. It says they were born after the flood. Then it starts off with the sons of Japheth. It points out certain sons here that's going to follow. And we have Gomer, Magog, Medai, Javan, Tubal, Meshach, and Tyrus. And I'm going to say these names wrong, so forgive me in advance. And a lot of times I'm not even going to say the names because I would mess them up. So when we see these names, first of all, Gomer we know that this is the father of the Celtic people or the Celtic people. Some people say Celtic, some people say Celtic, which later is the German people. Magog is the Tartars. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but the Scythians. This is the Russian people. And then Medai, Medai. This would be the nations that are in the countries that were a part of the Soviet Union on the southern the southern part. You have the Soviet Union, and you had all these little countries in the southern part of the former Soviet Union. Their father was Medei. Then we have Javan, or Javan. That is the father of the Greek people. Now, this all, when I'm, when I'm describing and how I'm saying they were in these different areas, that didn't happen right away. What do we know right away? They all stayed in one place like they weren't supposed to do. They were supposed to fill the earth. God said, I want you to fill the earth, and they did not. They stayed all together. So this here is explaining what happens when they go from there. Next, we have Tubal. Uh, they believe that his descendants settled around the Black Sea, and then some went into Spain. So some of his descendants were around the Black Sea, and some went into Spain. Meshach was the Slavic nations, and Tyrus is the Mediterra Mediterranean area. That would be uh, uh, Tyrus. And we'll keep going through some of these, and I'm just going to highlight some of them. I'm not going to say every name, but one interesting about the name Ashkenaz, you'll see that in verse 3. That word is actually the Yiddish word for German or more broadly European. So Yiddish was a language that was formed way, way later. But it's just interesting that that name is 
is the same for German or broadly European. So what am I, why am I pointing that out? Because Japheth, his descendants, primarily were in Europe, Russia, all that area. And his descendants filled a lot of the European continent, Russian area, all that. And it's just interesting to note. So then we have another name that we can point out and, and, and know something about, and that is Togarma. The Togarma people, this was the son of Gomer. They are the Turks, which, you know, that's Turkey and Ottoman Empire. So that's the Turks there. Now, verse 5 said, By these were the isles of the Gentiles divided in their lands, everyone after his tongue, after their families in their nations. So this is written by who? Who penned these words? Moses. Moses was used of God to pen these words. So this is the first time that the word Gentile is used. So way back at this, when, you know, Shem and Ham and Japheth, they didn't use the word Gentile because there wasn't a nation of Israel. But also, another word for Gentile is heathen. These were the isles that the heathens divided. That doesn't mean that every one of those descendants were heathen. We know that there was followers of God in a lot of areas. But it's just interesting that that word Gentile is used, and it talks about divided in their lands, everyone after his tongue, after their families and their nations. This is going to happen later at the Tower of Babel. We'll get into that later. But I hope that you are being a good mother and trying to teach your children right so you don't have children who are heathen that were taught right, but now they don't follow God. I hope you're a mother that you're teaching, and I hope if you're a mother— I'm, I'm sorry, I hope if you're a daughter that you're listening, that you're not allowing yourself to be pulled so quickly away from the truth. We, th- we think, how in the world could these people be already known as heathen? Now, going away from God, we're going to see what they did at Babel and the terrible things right away they were doing. How? How, how could they, while Shem is still alive, in the same way? How do grandkids not listen to their godly grandparents who love God? Oh, because they think they know better. How, how come kids don't listen to their parents who are trying to teach them the right way? Oh, because they want to do their own thing. Let's not be daughters like that. Let's be ones that follow God and are not trying to go, go our own way, but trying to serve God. Heavenly Father, we thank you that these genealogies lead to Christ praise we praise you for christ and we're so thankful for his death on the cross may we be followers of him today and not be drawn aside to the world thank you for listening to come magnify the lord with me podcast please join becky dameron each weekday for a study through the bible from a woman's perspective if you've enjoyed this podcast or have any questions please reach out to Becky through Come Magnify the Lord With Me Facebook page. Until next time, God be with you and may he greatly bless you as you continue to grow through following his word.